This is number eight. This will be number eight. The eighth podcast we've done. Eighth episode, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll do that, uh, reference the music, and then we'll just start. Ready to tell roll. Me, tell me when. Rolling. So what you're hearing right now is our newsman, John Height. John and Dylan Height. Uh, today's podcast, I want to tell you the history of uh, Lake Calhoun. Lake Calhoun is one of the city lakes in Minneapolis. And it just officially had its name changed to Bidet Maka Ska, which is an original native name. And it's been our contention, it's been my contention since the beginning of this uh, incident, that this is an example of what on Garage Logic is called the mystery. The mystery is the attempt to remake this country into a country that we are not necessarily familiar with. And one of the ways you have to bring about the mystery is to eliminate our history. So here's what happened with Lake Calhoun. Rook, you weigh in if you think I'm missing a point. All right. It was about five or six years ago that a citizen of Minneapolis got his five minutes on one of the local newscasts pointing out that this name should not be named Lake Calhoun because John Calhoun, for whom it was named, uh, former uh, Secretary of War, U.S. Senator, Carolina farmer, John Calhoun was a slave owner. And uh, our alarm bells went off. Uh, You can't apply modern sensibilities to past injustices. The fact that John Calhoun was a slave owner hardly distinguished him from any of his political brothers, uh, brothers, I was going to say brothers and sisters, but they didn't have any female right. senators back then. It hardly distinguished him from uh, his his political friends. It hardly distinguished him from his fellow farmers. It was a way of life then. Uh, we don't like it today, understandably, but this wasn't today. This was 200 years ago, and he had sent a surveying crew out here uh, to uh, map out what was to eventually become Fort Snelling. And uh, in part of the surveying, the crew came upon uh, Lake Calhoun, which is merely one of, as I say, three, four city lakes in Minneapolis. There's Harriet. That was named for Harriet Lovejoy, the wife of one of the uh, 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 military right. uh, people that were involved. Uh, there's Lake Harriet, Lake Calhoun, Lake of the Isles, and Cedar Lake. And so here this, here this do-gooder. He gets his five minutes on TV, and he says, this, this is wrong. This, this name, this lake is named for a slave owner. Well, sure enough, we began following this, and it, it, really, it really captured the interest of, of the reliable leftists in town who said, uh, as an expression of their own virtue, this, we can't have this. This has to change. And so it became uh, a matter of uh, going to the park board, which voted to change the name, and going to Hennepin County, which voted to change the name. And there was always the the hope that the Department of Natural Resources, which would have the final say here, would not acquiesce to the to this wish. Would not would not become party to applying modern sensibilities to something that was named 200 years ago. For if you go down that road, where are you going to stop? Right. There are dozens and dozens of businesses and apartment buildings and what have you around Lake Calhoun with the name Calhoun in them. It was my thinking that in order for the DNR 
to sign off on it, the Department of Natural Resources, they would have at least demanded a case, right? What mm-hmm. What is your case? Because no case was presented for changing the name. Something to put in the briefcase to say, this is our case that we present Here's a you. piece of legal paper. Right. Here's the case we're presenting in order to change the name. That never happened. The case would have had to have been that evidence was discovered that the lake was named Calhoun in Calhoun's honor precisely because he was a slave owner. I can see a case being made, can't you? Yes. You you, you come to me at the DNR mm-hmm. and say, here's our case. We have proof. Look at these documents we've uncovered that the surveying crew specifically named this body of water, Lake Calhoun, because of John Calhoun's views on slavery. Well, that that's not the case. They didn't have a case. They never presented a case. This was merely whimsy and capriciousness. Uh, it, it is what we've been calling on the show a ruling from the Salon. The Salon was a gathering place in Europe in the 16th and 17th centuries where the so-called elite of a town would gather and converse, usually about art and literature, but they'd always come <laughs> up with ideas that they thought would be good for the uh, for their for the rest of the people to adhere to. Well, that's what this was. This was a ruling from the Salon. Let's show everybody how enlightened we are. Let's show everybody how sensitive we are. Let's get rid of that horrid uh, uh, Calhoun name. The guy was a vice president, wasn't he? Wasn't he a vice president? At some I believe point? so. Yes. Uh, uh, and we can't we can't help the fact that he had a big farm in the Carolinas and that he employed slaves or had slaves, uh, and no one is endorsing that. But that's why the lake got named. They they named the lake for the guy because uh, they thought it was an honor to him as their superior. It was as simple as that. So uh, what happened? It got to the DNR, and not not shockingly, not surprisingly, uh, the DNR went along with the Park and Rec Board, the DNR went along with the Hennepin County Board, and the DNR said, yes, we approve. The name is now Bidet Makaska, B-D-E-M-A-K-M-A-K-A-H-S-K-A-H. Uh, Sounds like this. Yeah. He was indeed the seventh vice president yeah. of the United States. Did you just play the bit about a boom? I sure did. <laughs> yes. That's so, right. So now it goes, its final step is to go to the U.S. Board on Geographical Names, where at the federal level it will be decided uh, whether to change the name Lake Calhoun as it might appear in any federal documents or registers. Uh, and that won't make any difference. They'll they'll do what they do. They, they probably won't change the name at the federal level. Given the current administration, they'll probably say, well, we're not going to change it. It's Lake Calhoun. That doesn't stop what's happened here in Minnesota. It's now official that Lake Calhoun is gone. Uh, there have already been signs up around the lake uh, proclaiming it to be Bidet Makaska, and uh, it's done. So the question any American citizen, much less any uh, Minnesota citizen, might be asking themselves, and what we talk about on the radio virtually on a daily basis is, okay, what's next? If, if you need to exercise your own sense of self-worth, your own example of virtue, while giving no thought to the history you're undoing, then the, the world's your oyster. 
the sky's the limit. Where are you gonna? What's your next point of attack? Surely you can't stop now, right? right. There's got to be people scouring the state looking for things to change in order to demonstrate how inclusive they are of modern sensibilities as they might be applied to past injustices. And not to mention the fact that those people that will run with this, this is a day of complete celebration for them, realizing that they have more than just a chance. They have a probable chance that whatever they complain about is going to be heard and changed. And if you look at it logically, you you aren't even correcting a past injustice. Uh, given the time period in which the name was named for Calhoun, that was not thought to be unjust to own slaves. We've corrected that in this country. We don't own slaves, nor does anyone advocate owning slaves. The correct thing to have been done, if the people in the salon really wanted to be useful as opposed to important, the correct thing to uh, have been done is to continue to call it Lake Calhoun, but if they wanted, they could have put uh, uh, signs up explaining why it was named Calhoun and that uh, Native Americans originally had this name for it. That would have been, uh, I don't think we could have even argued about that. You mean this name? That name, that's the name. No one could have even argued about that, but what happens in the salon is that the sense of virtue overwhelms reason. The sense of virtue overwhelms common sense, and another notch in American history is successfully knocked out of the foundation. Uh, and I'm afraid that in America, uh, in, uh, in colleges and uh, other uh, aspects of life, there is a great movement underway to uh, demolish, uh, rewrite, uh, apply modern sensibilities, whatever it takes to undo our history. Because there are too many Mysterians who think the United States has been an unfair place, too competitive, too entrepreneurial, too capitalistic. We don't want that. We, we want a different kind of place. And they get their little achievements. They get their little victories. And they certainly got one here. The name of Lake Calhoun, which no one thought about prior to this do-gooder calling up a local television station five or six years ago to get his five minutes of fame. I defy you to find me a Minnesotan who ever even wondered why it was called Lake Calhoun. I'm a lake guy. I grew up on a lake. I like lakes. I've been on Lake Calhoun. It never occurred to me to even look it up. And I I think that might be true for everybody in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Not even to look it up, Joe. It never occurred to you to find out more about that. It, you would have seen that he was the a pres, vice president of the United States, a secretary of war, secretary of state. That's what you would have hung your hat on. You would not have gone into the depths saying, uh, this guy owns slaves, so he's this name must go. Yeah, in the presumption that the do-gooders made and, and incorrectly was, well, obviously the lake was named for him because he was a slave owner. Well, no, it wasn't. Right. No, it wasn't. Not the case at all. I'm sure, I don't know how it worked 200 years ago, but I'm sure surveying crews were in Nebraska and Kansas and named something for somebody, and and that was probably just the way things worked. They probably considered it an honor to their mentor to say, by the way, boss, uh, you got a name, uh, (laughs) you got a a lake named after you now back there in uh, in the hinterlands. And uh, I'm sure Calhoun didn't think much of it. Uh, But there, with... uh, 
with a simple ruling from the salon goes the 200-year-old name of one of the, uh, well, I would say the principal lake in the city of Minneapolis, which calls itself the City of Lakes. And uh, there it goes. They'll probably have to go after Harriet. Uh, Harriet yeah, Lovejoy be was far behind. Uh, Harriet Lovejoy was married to a guy who wanted to take on uh, Indian Wars. Uh, <laughs> where are you people going to stop? It's merely history. Learn from it. It can't harm you. But it's happening all over the country. It's a. It's almost power washing, isn't it? To take the name Lake Calhoun and say no, that means slavery. No, it just meant Lake Calhoun. I'll see at Lake Calhoun. Right. Now people are going to have to say. Now people are going to have to say, I see you at... That's today's podcast. I just wanted to take one topic that came up on the show and show you how it's played out over the years. We argued mightily against it. Uh, There are uh, many residents around Lake Calhoun who have had their eyes open to uh, the kind of political environment that they've helped create by their votes, but they came to their senses, uh, unfortunately, too late, they had petitions going. They took out very expensive full-page ads in the Minneapolis Tribune. They, they saw the error uh, of the of the uh, salon here. They they began to realize where this could lead, and it can only lead to the ruination of our history. I don't think that's an exaggeration, and I can guarantee you there are other do-gooders hoping to get their five minutes on local television who want to point out something and. And uh, this is where we need to fight back, though. When you're at that, when you have that that neighborhood block party, when you know that you are political opposites of your neighbor, in a, in a polite way, you need to discuss. You know what, Jim? Uh, this happened, and we can't continue to let this happen because it's going to come back to burn others because they're going to they're going to start burning books. I, I I think that probably did happen. I think I think uh, uh, neighbors of different uh, political ideologies did get together and realize. You know what? We bought a home here. This is our neighborhood. Uh, we, we we're understanding of the name Lake Calhoun. We don't want it to change. That did happen. They just they they were slumbering too long, though. They let the they let the ball get rolling too far ahead of them in order to stop it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that uh, it's official as of uh, yesterday afternoon. It's no longer. Uh, if you're flying into uh, Minneapolis and someone says they're going to meet you at Lake Calhoun, that's uh, probably what they'll still say. <laughs> right. But uh, it's Bidet Makaska. Or as they say, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. All right, let's let Johnny Height and Dylan take us out. These are our news guys. Yeah. They're better guitar players than they are news guys. Look at Johnny's guitar face over there. <laughs>